0: Second Sunday in Ordinary Time Prayer Psalm 40 I waited, I waited for Yahweh. Then He stooped to me and heard my cry for help. He put a fresh song in my mouth. Praise of our God. Many will be awestruck at the sight and will put their trust in Yahweh. You wanted no sacrifice or cereal offering, but you gave me an open ear. You did not ask for burnt offering or sacrifice for sin. Then I said, Here I am. I am coming. In the scroll of the book it is written of me, My delight is to do your will. Your law, my God, is deep in my heart. I proclaimed the saving, justice of Yahweh in the great assembly. See, I will not hold my tongue, as you well know.
1: Reading the Word First reading Isaiah chapter 49 He said to me, Israel, you are my servant, through whom I shall manifest my glory. And now Yahweh has spoken, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and to reunite Israel to him. I shall be honored in Yahweh's eyes and my God has been my strength. He said, It is not enough for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back the survivors of Israel. I shall make you a light to the nations so that my salvation may reach the remotest parts of earth.
2: Second reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and Sosthenes, our brother to the church of God in Corinth, to those who have been consecrated in Christ Jesus and called to be God's holy people with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord as well as ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ.
3: Gospel John chapter 1 The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, there is the Lamb of God, that takes away the sin of the world. It was of him that I said, Behind me comes one who has passed ahead of me, because he existed before me. I did not know him myself, and yet my purpose in coming to baptize with water was so that he might be revealed to Israel. And John declared, I saw the Spirit come down on him like a dove from heaven, and rest on him i did not know him myself but he who sent me baptized with water had said to me the man on whom you see the spirit come down and rest is the one who is baptized with the holy spirit i have seen and i testify that he is the chosen one of god Hearing the word,
0: reassurance, as we move from the Christmas season with its numerous celebrations to ordinary time, in the church calendar, we immerse ourselves again in the daily life with all its routines, monotony, obstacles, and trials. The common challenge we now face is to encounter Jesus, whose coming we have just so solemnly celebrated and to recognize God's presence in the midst of ordinary life. The liturgy of the first Sunday of Ordinary Time provides us with the necessary reassurance needed to face its challenges. We begin with a passage from the book of Isaiah. This section of the text is called the Seventh Song, one of four in this book. This servant, otherwise a mysterious figure, is clearly identified as the people of Israel. However, The prophet does not simply speak about the entire nation. He speaks about a part of the nation. The one which, like the prophet Jeremiah, was chosen by God to be the servant from the womb. This language indicates that the servant, a part of the Israelite nation, was entrusted with a special mission by God. The prophetic mission of the servant, as seen by Isaiah, was twofold. First, the servant was commissioned to restore the shattered people, identified as tribes of Jacob and survivors of Israel. This phrase describes the people of Jerusalem and Judah, who have been shattered by the Babylon aggression in 586 BC and who are now scattered in exile second the servant's mission extends to the entire world he is to become a light to the nations which indicates that he is going to carry the knowledge of God and God's ways to all the people's Isaiah's description of the servant and his mission suggests that this mysterious figure was, in fact, a group of faithful Israelites who maintained their faith and commitment to the God of Israel in the aftermath of the Babylonian destruction. This group is sometimes referred to as the remnant of Israel. Due to its faithfulness and resilience, even in the midst of desperate circumstances, this unyielding and committed remnant was given the mission of restoration of the nation and, even more surprisingly, of bringing God's salvation to the entire world. The Prophet reassured these faithful Israelites that, God not only had forgotten them, but had even chosen them for this great mission and will enable
1: them to carry it out. The second readings, which we will be hearing for the next seven Sundays, will be taken from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. The Corinthian community was Paul's problem child. The relationship between the church and in Corinth and its founder was well documented in his two long letters. Unfortunately, the letters reveal a community that was problematic and contentious. Christian Corinthians frequently opposed Paul, gave him much heartache by distorting his instructions, and even at one time, disowned him as the rightful leader. Yet the apostle of the Gentiles never disowned them. His first letter was sent in response to no less than seven deep problems that undermined the unity of the community. Surprisingly, he begins the letter not with words of scorn or reproach. Rather, in the first words, he addresses the community with the phrase that should be translated, those who have been made holy in Jesus Christ and are called holy. Describing the Corinthians in this way, Paul wants to emphasize the permanency of their Christian identity, which they gained by being incorporated into Christ, and which resulted then in their status as part of the holy people of God. This identity was not undermined by their struggle to remain faithful to Christ, to Paul, and to the Christian way of life. Paul wished to begin his difficult letter with reassurance that the difficulties that the Corinthians were facing neither deprived them of their status as Christians, nor changed their identity as God's holy people. What better reassurance could one offer to the struggling Christians?
2: The gospel reading has to be read and understood in conjunction with the passage that precedes it in John. In that preceding passage, a delegation from the Jewish leaders came to John asking whether he was the promised Messiah. John denied it and proceeded to explain himself to them. He came to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah regarding the one whose mission it will be to point out the Messiah to the world. Today's passage presents John fulfilling his mission. He publicly indicates Jesus as the Messiah of God and the Giver of the Holy Spirit. John the Evangelist placed this episode at the beginning of his Gospel account as the public assurance and perhaps reassurance for those who doubted that Jesus is the promised Messiah of God, the person who, despite his eventual death, was chosen by God to carry out the mission of salvation. At the time, many of Jesus' contemporaries might have doubts whether he truly was the Messiah, given His crucifixion. One of the purposes John the evangelist had in writing the gospel was to provide assurance for the hesitant or doubting ones by emphasizing that in and through Jesus, God will carry out his purposes. As we enter into ordinary time, we are reassured by today's readings that God has stood in our midst in the person of Jesus. John the Baptist testified to it, as did John the Evangelist who saw and heard Jesus in person. Thus, faced with the challenges of daily life, we can stand assured that Jesus came and accomplished our salvation. Furthermore, he baptized us with the Holy Spirit, which makes us God's holy people. That holiness is for us, as it was for Paul's troubled Corinthians, both a gift and an ongoing daily challenge. To live up to our Christian vocation and the gift of faith, Still as Isaiah prophesied to the remnant of Israel, even when faced with the most adverse circumstances and facing seemingly insurmountable challenges, we have been chosen to carry out God's mission of being a light to the world, a light which announces that God's salvation is offered to the entire world It is, undoubtedly, a daunting task. However, following God's reassurance with the psalmist, we respond to this daily challenge with the words, I delight to do your will, my God.
3: Listening to the Word of God the liturgy of the second sunday of ordinary time focuses on the theme of reassurance we hear god reassuring the people about his presence and closeness in words referring to the very beginning of life god knows us from the very womb of our mothers from the moment of conception god made each one of us a special child he also gave us a mission to carry the joyful news of God's closeness to the people who are in doubt and discouraged by life's challenges. Faced with daily life, we need to be constantly made aware of God's constant presence to us. We need to hear words of reassurance over and over again. Because we often forget or overlook God's presence in loving care, When overwhelmed by worries, hardships, preoccupations, and challenges of life. When things do not work out our way, we begin to doubt. When we face tasks that we do not feel capable of handling well, we feel overwhelmed. When we look to an uncertain future, we panic. When we pray and God does not answer, we begin to despair. All this makes life rougher and tougher, but these are real emotions we often experience. In response to this, the Word of God gives us hope and confidence that God is always with us, and we are never left completely on our own. Today God gives us reassurance that even when we are sad, depressed, ill, unemployed, or in difficult relationships, we are never truly alone. The psalmist assures us that the Lord will bend down and hear my cry.
0: One way to experience God's reassuring presence is to look at Jesus. In the gospel, we hear about his baptism by John the Baptist. As he was baptized, God reassured Jesus by calling Him the Beloved Son. Jesus could carry out His mission because God was continuously with Him. We became united with Jesus, the Lamb of God, through our own baptism. In this sacrament, we were made a part of God's family. That means that When we are united with Jesus, we are never far from God's presence. As holy people, as Paul calls Christians, we are united to the holy God through Jesus. Therefore, when challenged by life, we must look to him for reassurance, seeing his love for us. Love that made him the Lamb of God. We also see the sacrificial Lamb who went to the cross for us. There can be no greater reassurance. As St. Paul stated, nothing can separate us from the love of God manifested in Jesus
1: Christ. Today, we also hear God speaking to His servant about the mission of being light to the nations. This points to our own mission in the troubled world, the mission of restoring confidence in God's salvation among the doubtful and discouraged and those who have lost sight of God's presence in their lives. As servants of God, we are commissioned to speak words of encouragement and hope to our neighbors, starting from those nearest to us. We are called to speak words that lift up from the darkness of doubt and discouragement to the light of hope. These words must contain the reassurance of God's promises and the invitation to trust and hope in Him. A proverb from Madagascar, Good words are food, bad words are poison, illustrates what our mission means. It shows that words are very important and can have either a positive or negative impact. As Africans, We believe that there is significance and power in the words we speak about our own lives and the life of someone else. What we say can encourage or bring down. In today's liturgy, God spoke to us words that lift up and give us confidence to face life. Let us speak similar words to one another and be the source or reassurance for one another.
2: Good words are free, bad words are poison.
3: Action. Self-examination. What do I normally do when experiencing feelings of doubt, discouragement and resignation? Am I a source of support and encouragement for my family, community, and friends? Response to God As baptized Catholics, our mission is to reflect God's love through sharing positive and encouraging words and thoughts which we learn through reading the Word of God. Today I renew my commitment to learn more about God's ways through reading the Bible so that I might reassure my brothers and sisters through God's Word. Response to your world Identify one person who needs encouragement and strengthening in their faith and Christian commitment. Come up with a specific plan to offer such support to him or her. As a group, discuss and come up with one practice, which will provide reassurance and encouragement for its members. Suggestion During each meeting, one person shares a short biblical passage that encourages and reassures. Prayer Gracious Gracious Father,
2: We thank you for reassuring us of your constant presence and care. You called us from the womb of our mothers to be your children and servants. Grant us the Holy Spirit to live a holy life worthy of our calling. And make us able to reflect in our actions and the words of encouragement we speak to one another. We ask through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.